0: Welcome to the Directors UK podcast. Today's podcast comes from the Directors Festival, a celebration of the craft of directing that we hold with our members every year. Our first session of the day was working with actors in partnership with Spotlight. The session featured Jessica Hobbs, director and executive producer of BBC One's The Split, in conversation with some of her cast. We'll hear from Mira Sial. Elizabeth Robertson, Rudy Darmalingam and Stephen Tonkinson. We hope you enjoy the discussion and if you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave us a review. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's that great thing, I'm, if you were like a, a load of stumped people I'd feel much more confident than I currently do at the moment. Um, so my name's Jessica Hobbs, I'm the director and one of the executive producers of The Split and uh, I have the beautiful cast that have agreed to come and sit with me today to talk about the process of, or well, really the relationship between the actor and the director. I'd like to take a moment to see if they could introduce themselves.
2: Hello, uh, I'm
3: Rudy, Rudy Darmalingham.
1: And you played...
3: And I played James. (laughs) I'm Stephen Tomkinson, and I played Davey.
4: I'm Elizabeth Roberts, and I played Liv.
5: I'm Mira Sayal, and I played Goldie.
1: And um, what I'd like to start with is the the question I'm often asked, and and this is sometimes by younger directors, but various people, when directors get together, is that the primary kind of thing they want to ask, even if they can't quite find the words, is how do I get actors to do what I want them to do? (laughs) And my reply always is, well, you don't, really. What you need to do is start from the principle, I feel, of are we all telling the same story? And I've specifically asked this group of actors, not just because they're fabulous and I love working with them all, but because they come from very different backgrounds and ranges of experience. And I think one of the things that you get as a director, particularly when you're working with an ensemble, is such an enormous range of kind of craft and experience and methodology and how do you kind of manage to bring that together? So I wondered if we could just start with a little bit, because Mira is a writer and an actor, has directed?
5: No, or no desire to either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great. Um, but has a many, many years' experience. She's also done a lot of musical theatre as well as theatre. Liv is really just starting out on her... Oh, Lizzie, I just called you a character <laughs> name. ..is starting out on her journey, because how long have you been acting for now?
4: Um, probably only, like, a couple of years, Yeah, say. Not for long. It so was one of
1: my first things. And I've already been made to feel guilty because she said to me this morning, oh, I only just realised, you know, I wish someone had told me that you don't need to cry when you're on the wide shot. And yeah. I'm thinking, did I not tell you, <laughs> you know, what we were shooting? We did that one, like, first, and then it went place, and I was like,
4: oh.
1: oh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one thing to remember to tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stephen, uh, so Stephen, actually, I was really nervous about Stephen um, coming onto the show because he has such a vast amount of experience... He's directed, he's acted, he's, he's kind of run his own shows. And I just didn't know how that would be. It was the most extraordinarily wonderful experience. But how do you feel going on to shows where you're, you know, you've, you've been the star of many, many things, and you came into this ensemble and you really found a niche for yourself?
3: Well... Like most actors, you're desperate to work. So um, when someone <laughs> comes good along thinking, and it's and it's written by Abby Morgan and it's a six-parter and you're told you'll be in it all the way through, <laughs> it's a very easy decision to make. <laughs> uh, and, and you even hinted he might come back for series two, which we're waiting to find out yeah. about. Um, it was Abby? So it was uh, it, it was it was uh, it was lovely to be part of, and uh, I'd worked with Mira a couple of times before, so that made it a lot easier as well. And it was. It was a real pleasure to do.
1: It was great. And I know Abby was very nervous after the initial <coughs> read-through and kept saying, I, I need to give Stephen more. And Stephen came up to her and said, no, you don't. I really love the role you've written. Yeah. it's And she was kind of astonished. I said, it's fine. Which was one of the things. She falls in love with the actors, so suddenly you're going... From seventy-page scripts to ninety-page scripts, (laughs) it's not going to be on the screen, Abby. Um, And then Rudy, um, I just want to tell the story. This is kind of leading into the casting and audition process, so I'm just going to start with that as an initial idea. I completely fell in love with Rudy because Rudy sent in a self tape. I didn't know him as an actor, and I'm not from here. Um, He sent in a self tape. He was very tired. (laughs) He was away overseas on a job, and he didn't have anyone to read the lines. So he just would say his lines, and then he'd wait. And then he'd say his next line. So there was no one reading opposite him. And I just thought, anyone who's brave enough and brilliant enough to do that is kind of fantastic.
2: Yeah, it was, it was a really sort of... I think as actors, like especially nowadays, we're, we're sort of asked to do lots and lots of self-tapes. And I was on a job at the time. I was in South Africa, and I didn't know the company very well i hadn 't been with them for very long. Everyone had been given sort of the next episode, so everyone had their heads sort of in the in the next episodes and I got sent this self tape request for the split and um, everyone was just really busy and I just felt You're, you, you know it 's really awkward speaking to people asking someone to spare an hour of their time for a self tape when you don 't really know them so um, and everyone was really busy and and um, yeah, it was just a bit awkward, so basically what I did was... <sighs> I, had, I had to... I did have my tripod with me. Normally I take my tripod everywhere, because you have to now. Um, and so I just sort of got some cushions in my apartment, and I just piled the cushions up. So I had these cushions, about four or five cushions. So I sort of balanced the, the phone on the cushions with some books behind and, and, yeah, it and like a it was good couple a of hours. And <laughs> and actually, it was really good fun. Yeah. It was actually really, was really, really good really fun because you were sort of creating something um, with very sort of minimal equipment. <laughs> it was very free. Um, it was a wonderful... Yeah,
1: what was so also it's... great about your audition is that it came in and I was um, working late at the production company we are in and one of the young... Um, interns there I knew had worked a lot in theatre and I said do you know this actor and he went oh god he's brilliant and then ran through all these other things that Rudy had done particularly on stage and so it was great to have that kind of recognition of you know your background and at that stage we I think you, I can't even remember who you auditioned for it definitely wasn't James but I said to no. Abby this, we've found James he's there it's for his <laughs> part <laughs> um, can I get you each to talk about a little bit of the process so Stephen we, we offered to you was Mm -hmm. fine. Mira, you came in and auditioned. What what was the audition process like for you? You can be honest.
5: I I mean, I hate auditions. I'm sure most actors do. You never feel that you do your best, and unfortunately, the more you want the job, the more nervous you are, so I can't tell you how many jobs I've got that I really didn't want, (laughs) because I walked into the room going, I don't really care, and of course you're freer, and you do a much better audition, so um, yeah, I mean, you you know, the key The key for me is, is to just be off-book, really. I find the hardest thing is to have to do that all the time. Yeah. Um, often you don't have the time. Sometimes it's 24 hours' notice, but in an ideal world, that's the kind of freedom and fluidity you want. You want people to know that not only do you get the character, but that you are directable. Yes. So they can see yes. that sort of willingness to embrace the material and the fact that you can... You, know, you you will be nudged anywhere that the director will... I mean, it's a collaboration at the end of the day. And that's, that's the weird thing, thing about, about auditions, is that yeah. it doesn't encourage that sense of we are going to be working together. Yes. Yes. Your desperation stops you from doing that sometimes. <laughs> I think I must be on
1: my best behaviour. Yeah, right?
5: exactly. Um,
1: yeah. Would you say there are certain audition situations which are better for you in terms of showing your greater skill than others? Are there situations that you found found... Um, challenging where you've kind of walked out and thought, oh, I, I wish it wasn't like that because actually I had so much more I could have shown.
3: Well, yeah, yeah. I think the self-tapes yeah, are I mean, very much like that yeah. because yeah. you know, th- th- there's, a, there's a whole maybe hour-long script and you only get sent four or five pages yeah. so you don't really have an idea of, of the whole story arc
1: Yeah.
3: Um, and you're not going to be able to be redirected on it so you make one choice yeah. and it could be Yards away from where (laughs) it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, I like being in the room with someone to talk. You know, if if it's going to be a a six-month project, you want to know that you're all going to get on. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Um, And and you have a better idea of the whole script, and you like to talk about it. Yeah. To see if you're going to be close, and to see if you can be redirected to try something completely new that you haven't thought of.
1: Yes. So uh,
3: that that makes it much easier.
1: It does, and I know self-tapes are, are so common nowadays, but I also have to say, as a director, I find them really difficult because I think, that's great, and I have had the experience once of casting someone off a self-tape and not having been in the room with them, meeting them, and it wasn't a good experience. It was really... They really fell apart, and I, and I know that if I'd been in the room with them, the minute we started working in rehearsals, mm. it all revealed itself, and I thought oh mm. my god, how are we going, and we got through it and it was okay, but I think there are circumstances where it, you know, occasionally you get really lucky example to my right um, <laughs> and it's great and also there were other people, uh, did you come in and meet us? No. No, you just came in for rehearsals yeah, so was, yeah. it was pretty good, yeah. it was great and I had all, also all of the girls, so another big thing about I find about casting is um, you need the individual actors that are right for the roles, but I'm also looking very much for, I mean I've I guess the word people use is chemistry, but I'm looking for the different kind of energies that each of the roles and each of the actors will bring with each other. And every actor, I think, comes from a different methodology, but the, but the principles are the same mm-hmm. in, in how you work. You know, you're going to put your attention on the other person. For me, it's about the space between the actors, what they're doing to each other, how they're affecting each other. I find it difficult to work, more challenging to work with actors who are very focused on what they are doing if I find that they're not paying any attention to what the other person is doing or not trying to affect any change in them, then we're kind of back to ground zero. Mm-hmm. Would you guys? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah. That
1: yeah. um, can be. Now, you've just auditioned for something recently, and you were saying you had pages and pages to learn. Do you think yeah. there's, you can you can be given too much work? I think you
4: can. I think, I mean, it's nice having loads and loads to learn because it gets you to, like, know the character. But when you're given, like, two days to learn it, there's so much pressure on learning the lines. Mm-hmm. And then I think you become a bit obsessed with learning the lines and then forget to actually look into what you're actually saying.
1: Yeah.
4: Um, so I think sometimes there's too much. But then it, sometimes it's important because if the scenes all feel really different, it's good to show a different side of the character.
1: The right, yeah. yeah,
4: it can be tricky. Yeah. Lots yeah. Of lines to
1: In the uh, so in the casting process for the split that that seemed to go well, but then when we started the rehearsal process, how did that work for you? Did you find that a kind of a constructive process? Uh What are you going to say? We hated it. It's Um, it's (laughs) just such a gift to be offered a rehearsal process Mm -hmm. on a
5: telly, or that's really rare on a film. Right. But I think that's
1: vital, and increasingly, there's never any time. Because there is no time when you're on set. Mm-hmm. That, that's the thing. So for, for me, I'm very insistent. It's the one thing I hold mm-hmm. out for all the time is I have to have rehearsal time, even if that rehearsal time is one hour in a cafe, one-to-one with the actor. Mm-hmm. So the process I tend to use is I always have time with the actor alone and then I try and work on their partnerships. So I'll get I bring Mira and Stephen in together, but I've tried to have Mira on her own and Stephen on their own. So they've had a chance to say to me, talk directly about their character... Again, it comes back to, are we telling the same story? Mm -hmm. So I'll talk to them about how I see the story of the show, and then I get them to talk to me back about how they see the arc of their character. And when I hear that back, I can hear choices that they've made, decisions that they've made, and I can start to work within that to kind of say, that's great. However, it could go this direction. I mean, one of the things. We didn't have all the scripts when we started. No. Uh, yeah. And Abby's brilliant, but you never quite know where your character's going to <laughs> exactly. end up.
3: We, we were doing playlists for we, each other. Yeah, yeah, we did. I loved did. that. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our, our background. It yeah, yeah. was nice. lovely. Yeah. It
1: was. And they talked a lot. And I encourage them to talk to each other. It doesn't all have to go through you. They're building a relationship. They're allowed that privacy, that kind of um, openness and vulnerability. I, th- I think for me, the, 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 there are three basic principles for working with actors. It's, it's respect on both sides, for me to treat them with respect, and equally for them to treat the director with respect and be open to that. Clarity, which is so much easier than it sounds. Like the number of times I've gone up and given someone a note and thought, as I walked away, that made no sense <laughs> And the actors are very good at going. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Got it. Can we talk a little bit about... And the third thing i just like to, to emphasise is trust. I, I think... If you are in a, a situation where you feel safe enough to take a risk, safe mm. enough to try something, then I think you will have the possibility of great work. Yeah. So the, the, the thing is, you, you read a script, I think, as a director, you read a script and you see it and you see what, what, what you think it can be. What I try and be open to is all the other things that might be able to be with these people's energy and ideas coming into it while, while not losing sight of what that, mm. what that story is. So sometimes if things are going a little off-piste, it's like, can we just... What is the purpose of this scene? Let's all just go back to what the purpose of this scene is because you can (coughs) overcomplicate, would you say? Mm -hmm. Can we just talk about being given notes on set? Are there... there, Because you guys must have had to translate, certainly for me, (laughs) but um, complicated, odd requests?
3: Well, I think you, you have to trust that the director is the only one with the vision of the entire finished jigsaw you know you're 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 coming in to do a tiny piece of it or a little group of pieces of it um and and again that's going to change for you when you get to the edit you can find something completely different (laughs) as a whole world opens up there as well um so you you can never be too rigid you've got to be malleable enough on both sides Mm. to 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 serve the entire Mm. picture
5: yeah but it's so important what you said about trust, and you—you you, you were really brilliant at that, creating an atmosphere on set where there was no fear. That the, the worst—the worst sets to be on are the ones where you're too nervous to ask anything, play with anything. You can feel there's tension on the set that yeah. might have been aroused somewhere a lot of behind shouting. you. Yeah, yeah. There
3: was, there, and was, there was not a raised voice in, yeah. in all the months we worked on. It's yeah, really
5: and <laughs> you start closing down, and the minute you close down, yeah. you, you yeah. really. Camera is so up. you know unforgiving. They can, the camera can see that. Mm-hmm. It can well, see, they certainly see in
1: here. It really can. Either. So, yeah.
5: but I think that's vital to just create an atmosphere where, and you did. You were great at that. You made us do things two or three different ways if we were trying to unlock something. I think that
2: yeah. I think there is a filtering process is isn't it? I think that that sort of the atmosphere on a film set is is really heavily dictated by the director and yeah. the first AD. Yeah. If you've got a first AD and a director that, that are cool and that are relaxed, or if you've got, mm-hmm. a, if the two of them are sort of feeling the pressure of the shoot, you know, that begins to filter down to the actors yeah. and then you get then you get scared performances. And,
4: and also I found it really helpful, like my first day on set, I was so terrified, but you redid the scene and then you'd take me away to give me notes, so you'd sort of take me away oh, and like, yes. I liked this, let's try and do this. And I found that really helpful, not being like told it in front of everyone, just having you sort of say it to you. Um, and yeah, I found that really...
1: Sick. I think that's a, that's, a, that's a really good thing to say because I think it's easy to forget film sets can uh, you know, be quite open and everyone talks across everybody else, but actors feel very exposed and yeah. quite vulnerable. And like everybody, think, oh, I've got it wrong. And it's not a case of getting it right or wrong, but if you're talked to in a kind of more private situation, I think that, that really helps
4: yeah. Yeah. that kind of openness
1: yeah. of discussion. And I think also being willing to... You know, I often say, I don't know, let's, you know, see. The, the principle for me is to remember all the time, I'm not doing it, they are. You, you're the person stepping up and doing it, it's, it's not me. So you're the one who, who we need to support and trust and make sure that you feel... And then give the guidance to, as it were. And, and, and I think another principle that I find really important as a director is to remember that my job is to be the audience because in that moment on set I'm the only person watching from an audience's perspective Mm -hmm. and I can rely, I often say to my other technical crew I need you to watch this, this and this because I won't. you know, the camera can do something entirely different. I won't have noticed that. I'm watching the actors. I'm watching to see if I believe what's happening, what's going on. That's Um, the other
5: thing that was great as well about the way you directed is that we, we never felt we were being sacrificed to the shot. And you do feel that on a lot of sets. You just feel like, I'm just a chess piece. The That's director right. absolutely knows that the camera yeah. wants to do this, that, and that. And as long as you hit your mark, I don't really care what else you do. Yeah. yeah. That's happened on obviously I think, the bigger movies. I, but, think,
2: yeah, I think, But just, we
5: never felt that. Just to add to that
2: as well, I, I mean, I've done, I've done a lot of theatre in, in my career. So I've, I've, I've got very much, I spent sort of 10 years doing a lot of theatre. And you spend six weeks, four to six weeks in a rehearsal room often the first week, week and a half is spent around a table talking and chatting and, and developing an atmosphere and a, and, a, and a collaboration, and you feel very much like an ensemble. So I, when I whenever I go onto a film set, I want to feel that sense of that teamwork ethic, that ensemble, if you like, and I felt very much like that. I felt, you know, like an ensemble. I felt, you know, like a, it was like a family, really, um, on the set of the split, so it was, yeah...
1: Yeah, the most fun place was always the green room. Yeah. I was always jealous of them. They were always in there having a great time. <laughs> but also, also
2: as well, you've got six weeks on... The, you know, when you're doing a, a theatre show, you, you've got six weeks to practice. Yeah. You've yes. got six weeks of practice. Uh, and when you step onto a film set, it's, you, you, you haven't had that luxury. So, me personally, I like to practice, you know, while we're turning around or, yeah. you know, in between takes. So, And I like grenades being given Indeed. to me. You know, I love, you know... Well, I call them grenades, but, you know, it's like, you know, a director might say to me, you know, try this in this way, or, you know, why don't you think about this? Or, you know, I love all that, and I soak all that up. So the more of that, the better, personally.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think what's interesting about that, and I hope I did this with you guys, I can't remember, is I think as a director it's really important to convey, first at the initial meeting, I even talk about it in casting, I certainly talk about it in rehearsals, and I continue to reiterate it on set, which is, this is how I work. So I talk about the process, that how I'm going to work, how I'm going to work with them on set, how I'm going to direct, how I'm going to run it. I do tend to, you know, I have in my head the way I'd like to shoot it, but until I get the actors on set, and I'm really quite strict about that with the crew, I don't know, I can't guarantee it. They haven't been in this room, they haven't been in this space. I I know that the light is good from there and I know that we can do that and I can talk to them about that. I just don't want that in their heads. This is their kitchen, this is their office, this is their space. How does it feel to you? And, and I've gone through that process myself, thinking, if I was in that role, in that state, what choices might I have made so I can figure that out. But I want them to be free to stand up, to sit down, not to match things. I very, you know I kind of, I, I love script supervisors, but I tend to have them on a very short list. <laughs> Do not give them notes. They don't need to know about the coffee cup in the hand. They just don't need to know. I really mm-hmm. believe that most actors left, given their own rhythm, will generally repeat quite naturally the moves that they do. Um, whereas if they're constantly told, you have to do it on this line, do it on this, that's what you'll get. They'll You'll get a really tick performance, but you'll feel nothing. And I'm always, you know, I, I think you can, as my poor editor here, you can cut everything, everything cuts, it's fine. Um, but I do, you know, more and more I believe that. Can we just play um, clip number two, please? Because I just want to talk about the scene between Mira um, one of the things I was unbelievably grateful for both Stephen and Mira's level of experience when we did that was, Abby had written this brilliant scene, you know, a coffee cup gets knocked over, all these things kind of, and you're thinking, how do I keep that natural? How do, how do we create an atmosphere for the actors where it's not all about the coffee cup? I'm sure everyone's had that experience where suddenly it becomes focused on this prop. <laughs> you think, what is happening to us? We're losing... Um, and Stephen just ro- he was just fine. He just had worked out something that worked naturally with him. Clumsy. He does <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. It's and great. he just and but also I think I, I often find it, it it good to say to them I don't mind. It doesn't have to be the same. That's not what the scene is about. If that works, great. Let's set it up. Let's not you know make it too much. And we did most of the detail of that at the end of the scene because what was really important is that they had the emotional space. To, to get out what, what was really going on for them at the beginning. Uh, and, and it's another process I tend to use is I'll kind of block through a rehearsal and we'll walk it out, but I don't want to rehearse too much before the cameras are running. The number of times I've done a rehearsal and gone, oh, my God, were we not shooting then? <laughs> so I tend to say, again, part of my principles of working is you, you'll come on and I'll, and I'll, I want you ready to shoot. So I say to make a moderate let, do all those things, get them all ready, don't be fussing with them after, and then let's roll. And if we're ready to go, we go... I like to give them the space to get those things out first so you don't miss any of that. Mm -hmm. Would you say that was...? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And I also just trying to be clear about the structure of the way we're going to shoot a scene. And often actors are really good. I'm still embarrassed about the wide shot because generally, if you're doing something that (laughs) revolves something very emotional, I will say to you, what's useful for you? Do you want me to start in with you? Do you want time? Some actors will say, I I I need to kind of build up to this. I'd really prefer if you started from a distance. If If you're going to do that wide shot, that'd be great. And other people will say, Mira, I know, said to me, can you can you start on me? Because I don't know how long I'm going to last. <laughs> um, being aware of how many times people will need to do things. You know, the kind of repetition of highly emotive scenes are very difficult. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to shoot it where you have both actors in the same frame so you get all that magic that's happening between them rather than having isolated them off? Um, and again, it's that kind of open dialogue. being being Having them... Um, Included in the conversation rather than, I think... Uh, my big thing is not, for them not to turn up onto set and we go, OK, we're doing this shot, this shot, and this shot, and they haven't even run the scene. They may not have even met each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, that goes back to those kind of basic principles of give them time together. There's always a way to work it out. That Rehearsals can take all sorts of different forms, but that discussion of the story, the script, the character is so important to have. Do you agree with
2: that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, my next thing? Oh, are, c- c- are there onset experiences you've had, would you be able to be honest about it, that, that were really challenging for you that you couldn't kind of find a way out of? Is, are you able to talk about that at all?
3: <coughs> yeah, I, mean, I have noticed um, that with, with some directors who go through film school, since we weren't sort of digital,
0: mm-hmm. and they've
3: spent obviously a lot of time looking at a monitor. Um, and then they get onto the floor and they just look through the monitor rather than the camera lens. <laughs> and they can't wait to get back to the edit where they can be back with that monitor and sort of ignore the, the whole way a floor runs. Yeah. Uh, it's a very delicate operation. Yeah, And you, you can't just live in that little square there. You, yeah. you, you know, you have to encompass the whole room. And then... Everyone feels a part of it, I
1: think. Yeah, I think that's really a very important thing to remember, Mm -hmm. actually even as a director, for you to go in and move around the space, sometimes you think, why are they having so much difficulty? And then you go in and you stand <coughs> in on the set and you think, oh, they've only got this much room to move, or it actually doesn't work like that, or actually getting out of that chair is really hard. It's mm. good for you to go and kind yeah. of... I mean, I try out all the furniture. I do a lot of yeah. acting on my own when no one's there. And to realise,
3: you know, it's very difficult for sound to get into that yeah. space as well. And exactly. So it, it, it's respect for everyone's, everyone's mm. little cog that makes the whole machine
1: yeah and I think that's another part part of the collaboration I mean the crew are are very good and they're used to me now the people that that I've been working with here for a few years because I always say this scene's about this this is what's going on this is what the actors are doing and so I think it's really important that they're my belief is that crews get involved in the filmmaking process because they love it Mm -hmm. After 25 years, they might have forgotten that. They might just feel exhausted and slightly battered. So I think sometimes part of your job as a director is to reignite that love and that passion and make them feel included. I've, I've had extraordinary, unwitting notes from people. You know, I, I stand by a costume assistant just making... I've asked something, they've made a comment, and I thought, God, that's really useful, that's great. But I always make sure I say to them, that's really a great observation. That's, you know, that could really help us from the scene. Still be in charge, but um, but I think it's really great to to try and work in that spirit of openness. We're all trying to do something together, Mm -hmm. even with things like when you're losing light or you know you're panicking. You say to people, "Okay, guys, this is it. We've really only got this window." Actors will absolutely come on board with you 100%. I Mm -hmm. find it's really good. What about you, Mira? Have you got anything that you um, wish had been done differently?
5: Or I suppose my least favourite of Experiences have been on sort of you know the bigger movies, or it's just a very different feel when you know you really are a teeny tiny cog in this big machine, and the director barely even talks to you. I mean you're you know you're very aware that you're just a filler. So we all know why we're there, but I do I suppose it's good to remember that you know even the people that are doing a very small amount want to feel part of it.
1: I think that's a great thing to Um, remember. And and you can, in your rush, forget that. Go, I know you're just doing the doctor, but just giving someone five minutes of your time at the beginning of the day, even sometimes saying, look, I'm going to be really crazy busy or I'll get swept up in these, but you can talk to me...
3: And your your brain does tricks with you. If you've got an awful lot of dialogue to learn, it's much easier than one line.
1: Yeah, yeah it is.
5: much easier. Really
3: and, is. and one line can be terrifying. Yeah, for people. and you are yeah. so new kid you at feel like there shouldn't be any pressure. Yeah, and you pile it all on yes. yourself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I think it's really it's. I noticed that a lot in this when you're working with an ensemble. So we, we were at your house for periods of days, and that was great for you guys. But then you'd come in to do one scene, one line, and I, I both of you had moments of. Was oh, it me? Am I on? <laughs> because it's, you haven't had that intense kind of focus and it's just, you know, working out which bit is which. Um, are there other things that you... I'm just trying to think, because I think sometimes it's very challenging for directors to find um, the words, you know, in terms of directing performance, as it were. I don't know if you... You know, I don't always... There are times when I'll say, let's just go again. I don't know what it is. I just like you to... I often I'll say, let's have another go and I'll often try and say why don't you do one just for you you just do whatever you want and I'll say that particularly if I feel I've been giving quite intense direction and I can see them getting stuck Mm -hmm. I think now they're doing stuff to please me and it's not kind of feeling good so I have to always remind myself at that point to say can you just forget everything I've said just do whatever you want let's just see what happens guaranteed 99% is the take I use it's really good but is that something that you find useful Incredibly okay. useful. Uh, you know, I've
5: done a lot more. Like Rudy, I've done a lot more theatre than, than I have screen, and I feel I've still got loads to learn. It's not. It's not a medium I'm secure in the way I am in theatre, um, and the, the worst thing that happens is you feel the rictus coming on. Okay. It's it's take number three, and your spontaneity is just gone. Yeah and you know we've only got another 10 minutes and that whatever you do is immortalized forever and you're gonna <laughs> watch it and go, what the heck was <laughs> I doing that day? But that's not very good. Yeah. Um, so anything that unlocks the playfulness yep. and the yep. spontaneity, yeah. the feeling that you got the first time you read the scene or the first yeah. time you said it out loud, you're always trying to get back to that. Yeah. Yeah. And a director that can help you do that on take five is you know, perfect. Yeah.
2: I think it's also sort of just ultimately the basics. Like, don't give us an adjective; just give us a verb. You know, just give <laughs> yeah. us just give us an active verb. You know, yeah. what, what you know, maybe a verb that we've n- not thought about playing before. But just give us something to drive towards. You know, something to be do better. or something be better. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can, can you give us <clears> an example? I mean, the, it's, I mean, it's the word that I mean. The worst thing is you know, if a director says you know, maybe just be a bit sexy here. You know, I mean, what's, what's sexy? I don't know what sexy is. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but sexy is completely subjective. So, yeah. you know, yeah. rather than that, then just, you know, try and give me a verb, you know, yeah. maybe try and seduce her. I mean, it's just basic stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's basic but, to you because but, I think you yeah. guys
1: grow up and you and that's what you do and that's yeah. your practice and your craft. But actually, it's not necessarily basic to us as directors. Yeah. And we haven't... Often you can find yourself on a, on a set of something, and, it, and it's you, know, you might have written, or you're or you're doing something for the first time, and we we don't get, I don't think we get trained in the same way. And a lot of us, I mean, I didn't go through film school. You learn on the job. Mm-hmm. So you sort of one of the things I did when I was younger was, like, every year I would do a different kind of acting course just to put myself <laughs> in that position. I got caught out very badly one year by a woman. We were doing an improvisation. I was in the back of the car with three very good actors, and she finally went, "Stop, stop, stop! What are you doing?" And we went. <laughs> Me. She said, what are you doing? And I said, watching? And she said, yes, you come out of there. <laughs> because I wasn't, I was supposed to be engaged in it. But I found that a very good, it was just a great practice. It didn't mean that I i certainly wasn't a good actor, or, but I, I, I learned about what it was to sit in the position, to be looked at, to be exposed, the kind of vulnerability behind it. And that's just in a class. A film set is a very intimidating place for actors. Did you, I mean...
4: Yeah, I just find it a little bit intimidating at times, but I think it's... Um, I remember, so when we were doing the scene where we were on the bed, like the sad scene,
1: you sort of said The the scene I made her reshoot, the crying
4: scene. (laughs) Like, there weren't very many people in the room, so it didn't feel, it felt very much. And you also didn't give us that much direction Mm -hmm. before we did it. You sort of, we did rehearse and you were like, let's just shoot it, got rid of a lot of the people in the room and made it feel like quite a comfortable place. And I think we filmed a lot of our scenes in our house. Yeah. And like... Especially when, like, the kids were there who were playing my siblings. You did just feel like a family at times as well and you kind of forgot that there were loads of people around. Um, but, yes, I think there's little things that directors can do to make you feel
1: more comfortable. Um, like... Yeah. Listening the numbers of people. Yeah, I think that's, that's good. yeah. And also, yeah. actually,
5: that's a good point that you said. When, when you're filming in your home, it's really invaluable to have a bit of time on the home you're supposed to have lived in for 25 years and you're seeing it for the first time and you don't know whether forks are kept yeah I mean, I know exactly. that
1: sounds
5: really obvious
1: <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah. that's actually really useful
2: wow. exactly. i mean sex scenes are always interesting because i mean that is i, a, I mean that, that <laughs> i mean that's a whole different ballgame right because i mean that's that's really that must be really i mean it's difficult for us but it's very it's a very difficult dynamic for a director to actually yeah. handle because you're in a close set and yeah. you know often so, sometimes you have to coordinate it or you know it has to be sort of um, Staged uh, in a certain way, and there are certain things that one actor doesn't want to do, and it's a very—I think—it's really important for a director to just have a five-ten-minute chat and just, you know, Absolutely. chat that through, because uh, yeah. it's a very sensitive thing,
1: isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Firstly, have the discussion in private yep. with the actors separately, yep. mm. not together, because an actor won't necessarily say in front of another actor what they yep. are comfortable not. Comfortable. Always have sorted out and agreed all of your nudity clauses, everything. It's fine, you know, finding ways to do that. Uh, really, really close set. And 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 for me, sex scenes I treat as um, choreography. It's, it's like doing a dance piece. Let's all agree what the dance is going to be so we know what we're going into what we can repeat it. I think the most frightening thing, and, and I think a, 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 a disrespectful and not a good way to work with actors, <laughs> is to go, well, let's just see what happens. I, I think that's... Mm. Y- you try being in front of a camera on your own with someone you don't know very well and just doing a sex scene and seeing what happens. It's not, you know... You, you really need to... So I do a lot of work on, on those scenes, the kind of... And and I talk all the time to both the cast and the crew. What's, Why does the sex scene exist? What's the drama of it? What's the purpose of it in the story? What are we trying to achieve? What do we want the audience to feel? You know, so you engage with it on that level. But it is... I think the things that often get forget- uh, for- forgotten, there's quite a lot of focus, is kissing someone. So it's not a sex scene, but you're kissing someone. Yeah. You don't really know who's definitely not your partner, mm-hmm. except on screen. Mm. Do you think that's one you often suddenly... Because I've often been caught out and said and gone, oh, yeah, they kiss in the scene and they've never kissed before. Yeah. Mm. OK, guys, you know, let's have a...
5: <laughs> you have to get very practical about it. You yeah. literally have to go to the other actors and go, no tongues.
1: Yeah. Or tongues.
5: Yeah. I mean, you literally yeah. have to be which, that. Where's
3: your nose going?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's enough. yeah.
2: Do you want to go for it in rehearsal, or do yeah. you want to save it? Or exactly. you know, exactly. we, are we doing it now? Or? Exactly. Uh, it has to uh, be that
1: blunt. Yeah. So you know where you're. Where's the breath freshener? What are we doing <laughs> Yes. Yeah. 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 Could we play um, clip number three, please? I just want to. This is to do with tone of. Um... <laughs> um, in some ways, that was just. Absolutely brilliant luck, because I, I cast Rudy and Fiona separately, both off self-tapes, but the minute they got in a rehearsal room together, I just remember thinking, oh, my God, this is genius. <laughs> These two really, really work together. Um, and that, again, so for... for that. That was an example of just talking about tone within a scene, so the scene itself, I think is very funny to watch and you all laughed, but it wasn 't funny to play and for me that 's a really important thing to talk to the actors about you don 't need to feel responsible for the comedy you need to feel responsible for the truth of the scene and and sometimes that can be a relief for them, do you think because you 've done a lot of comedy
2: uh, well i haven 't done a huge amount of comedy to be honest I mean actually um I've done... You did that self-tape. Yeah, I did the self-tape. That was like my first stab, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I suppose when you're doing comedy, it, it just it comes down to, you know, the truth of the scene and, and the comedy, depending on how well it's written, and this has been quite well written, um, you know, that comedy just sort of... It should just sprout itself naturally, really. so
1: it should. Um. Are we up to questions? Yeah. W- would anyone like to ask any questions? Yes, Hello.
0: Um, Oh, thank you. Um, I just wondered how... I mean, obviously, you've got a lot of experience and you're working with a very experienced cast. When you were maybe earlier in your career, um, how do you handle sort of um, going onto a set for the first time with a cast that you may not know that well and some of the, when, when some of the actors are incredibly established. Uh, yeah, and it's yeah. interesting because all, all, nearly all of you have also said that you're still feeling nervous. And I think probably everybody on set is feeling nervous yeah. by the sounds of it. But mm-hmm. I just wondered if you could talk a little bit about that, about how you first, because um, it's really crucial establishing that relationship at the beginning, the sort of, as you were saying, being in charge, but also yeah. being respectful and open. And, yeah. And just how you, um, establish that at the beginning because it seems quite vital for everybody to get that right.
1: Yeah, so for me it always comes I can say this now because I've been doing it a long time and I don't think I would have been able to put it into such a kind of cogent idea but it is uh, is, and I did it from when I was young I didn't realise I was doing it but I always would come on set and talk about the story we were all telling, that is the cast and the crew and I find if you talk about the story, it takes your attention off having to be in charge or what your idea of the director is. You're talking about what you're all there to do. And that, for me, is the most important starting principle. It's very easy to get distracted by tech. I mean, you walk on set for the first time and someone says, oh, my God, the light's gone and this has happened and this person's running late, and your head gets filled with all these quite practical things which are far less scary than the organic nature of telling a story. But my focus is always about that's all fine, someone else will take care of that. I just want to talk about what we're here to do in this scene, And if you break it down into, into bite-sized chunks, so you go, "Today I'm telling this story of this scene, and it's this element of the show. I talk a lot about bracketing often when I'm working, and, um, which is, you know, how far could I take the scene and how simple does it need to be? So I know the basic elements of what it needs to convey to the audience, and then I'm open to what the actors contribute. Does that?: yeah. OK. That's all right. Does anyone else have any other questions
4: Hi. Um, you talked about there were children in the program yes um,
1: do you have any tricks and how you work with children and with adults and children so that combination yes I um well, I don't know if they're tricks I uh, no tips. tips yes <laughs> um I talk to children really similarly to talk to as the way I talk to adults. I give I say to them this is you know this is your role in the story how do you feel and I find most kids at the audition process reveal that I do watch out for kids who have been really heavily coached because it can be very difficult to move them from because they're often pleasing someone who's just beyond your eye line a parent or an, or an acting coach or something and I that doesn't work for the way I work I need them to be a little freer so I I I talk to the parents as part of the casting process as well as the children. I find out what they've done and I often do improvisational work in the casting process and that shows me very quickly the kids who are happy and engaged in improvising and those kids who don't like going off book. So for me, that's what I kind of look for. And then on set, I I treat them the same. I give them quite a lot of freedom, and I often give them activities. These two, I mean, all they wanted to do was beat each other up. They were hilarious. (laughs) So I would often let one of them within a scene without telling the other one give them a thing of, you know, you just really need to annoy Toby or you need to do this. And we got brilliant reactions. You you always have to be careful about being safe with children because they can push those boundaries. It's not pushing someone down the stairs, but it might be, you know, giving them a little flick on their ear as they go past. And I find that that opens up the naturalness of what they're doing. Plus, the people paying the parents, I give them licence to deal with the kids in the scene. If they're doing something, that's, they can ad-lib that in. And I often talk to the writer about, when we're we're doing family dynamics, can you just give me the licence to have a little bit of freedom in there? We can cut it out if it doesn't work, but we'll get real reactions from the kids. I find the hardest thing is children going and my line. Some of them even will be saying other people's (laughs) lines before their line because that's how they've learnt it, and so I try and shake that up a bit. Does that help? Yes.
2: Um, Yeah, just got a question about um, you said you don't get much time for rehearsals, but I'm interested to know whether you do much work with backstories and backstory choices and that kind of thing, and whether it's really important that everyone's on the same page or are you happy for them to kind of embellish their own backstories?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. Um, I don't mind if their backstories don't match up. I think it's important for the individual actor to, to work out what they're... So, again, I talk to them about their process and if they want a lot... I, I often say to the writer, like, Abby was brilliant in this. She'd meet with them or talk to them and she's she has so much backstory going on in her head, every now and again it would slightly derail an actor and I'd go, did you tell them, because that's not in the story anymore, and she'd go, oh, right. (laughs) But, you know, you have to kind of do that. But I don't mind Stephen and Mira, I do encourage them if they're in partnerships to talk about what their relationship and talk about things. Some actors don't like to talk a lot about backstory and others do, so you have to balance that out, what their different needs Mm -hmm. are, wouldn't you say?
3: Yeah, I mean lucky that Mira and I had the luxury of knowing each other before so yeah. and it, it was put in that, that Davey and Goldie had been sort of almost uh, schoolyard sweethearts really so it was, it was easy enough to, to map out a time when they'd met and what songs had influenced them and things like that and it, it, was, it was really for our, for our benefit so that we were both up to speed when it, when it came to filming specific scenes. Um, it's, it isn't always vital, but it, but it really helped. And as I say, having the, having the luxury of uh, having worked with each other before made that a lot easier.
1: And it made it fun too. It's, mm. it's fun. Too. Music's a great reference. I think when it's become difficult for me, if an actor's got really bogged down in backstory, but, they ha- but, but it's because they're very fearful of playing the present, so they don't think about anything to do with what's coming up. They're just obsessed. You know, I had an actor at forty minutes in one rehearsal obsessed about you know what kind of underwear their character wore and the other actor walked out of the rehearsal and said I can't do that and I was like no you can't and I understand that so I just worked with them separately from that point on but it was I, I think it was from fear I think it was an anxiety so sometimes it's helping redirect that anxiousness and you know giving them kind of playful things to do like a playlist or sometimes I get people to write letters to each other about something in the past or something in their relationship or give them little exercises to do but it doesn't have to become a locked down thing because what's important is the story that you're shooting. That just informs it. Does that help? Okay. Yes, sorry. I wondered
4: okay. if everyone could talk a little bit about blocking and how rigid you are. Like, do you give, do you, would you just start with a guide and let's try it with you standing and you sitting, or are you quite fixed and you knowing your shots? And likewise, the actors, how much guidance yeah. would you like, or do you prefer free reign?
1: So I I, I think I probably give the appearance of being quite free reign, but I've already said to the DP, I think this is what I'm going to encourage them to do. Um, Very smart actors like Stephen and Mira know that, and they're kind of like, "Mm, you know, that sounds fine. And I'll say to them, I was thinking, you know, it'd be great if you sat on this side of the room. But then I want to give them license within that as to when they stand up, when they sit down, because I think those impulsive things are really important to be able to follow in a scene. Um, What do you say?
3: Well, yeah, I mean, for DCI Banks, for example, and you get into the fifth year of doing yet another police interview scene of you (laughs) over a table, you you welcome any new direction (laughs) whatsoever. Because I'm sure I've filmed this before. (laughs) Uh, So if if there's a a camera-driven move, sometimes that can be very refreshing. uh, Because it literally is just one table and two chairs and... You, you, you're looking for for anything whatsoever and and sometimes it's 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 nice to be told what to do other times it's lovely to have your own input and, and it varies kind of from job to job yeah
1: I think I think the most important thing is to have an idea of what you'd like to do mm. to have quite a clear idea but be prepared to be flexible about it that would be the, the, yeah. the main thing so that if an actor comes in and and Actors are really understanding, you know, they've been around a lot of them. Most of them, you realise, will have done, have a lot more time on sets and with other directors than you have. So they've got quite a lot of experience to rely on. And if you say to them, listen, it's just going to look better or the light's going to be better from here, they're they're fine about it. But I just say, be honest with them about it or why you're doing it. Um, And if they're really resisting something, Try and figure out why. Sometimes that resistance is a useful thing to keep exploring because it's making them uncomfortable, and that can be really good. But it's just—I know it's—you're it's, thinking on your feet all the time. Um, I never apologise for changing my mind, and I say to crews at the beginning, "Listen, <laughs> get used to it. If I suddenly see something and I want to do it, that's what we're going to do." So I'm not going to come at the beginning of the day and go, "This are our, these are our 25 setups that we're getting today." I don't work like that. I want us to be on our toes, engaged, open. But you know you've wrecked locations and you've thought about things and you've talked about it. You know, do do as much homework as you can, and that gives you a really solid foundation to then going from.
2: I think that's absolutely right. I think that you know the beauty of screen acting is that you can sort of formulate your own ideas prior to your shoot day, um, but fundamentally, when you arrive on the set, most of the time everything changes and that is when it gets really exciting and that's when the fireworks sort of fly and that's when it becomes really organic and fresh and innovative and you surprise yourself and, 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 and it's completely different to what, you, what your preconception of what that scene may have been and that's what I love and yes. it also means you don't have to do it again eight, <laughs> eight times, <laughs> eight times a week you sort of do it and it's, yeah. just, it's all finished.
1: Anyway. <laughs> but, um, I think it's it's interesting for Lizzie too. So if I had, so Steve and I can, uh, Steve and I could see he can read a set, you know, in one glance. He knows exactly what everybody else needs, and he's great. And sometimes my job with him was, don't worry about that, you know, just and it was he was because he's very generous. Whereas Lizzie isn't used to the way sets work at all, so I'd be very careful not to give her too much information, not to tell her too much, just not to overload her. Plus, I think she's. Like a lot of young actors, which they're, they're so eager to please, they're like, is this right? Is this right? And so what you're trying to do is give them some responsibility and ownership of the character and go, it's yours. You, you make the decisions and they're good decisions and I'll support you in that.
4: Yeah, I think there was like one scene we did, it was the scene where we were doing like the French thing. Oh. I kept on, we filmed it so many times. And because I didn't really understand where, I think I hadn't quite worked out that if the camera's on one person, you probably shouldn't open a pizza box like in front of their face. <laughs> we're like, here's the pizza. Because you'd be like, yeah, just do it, you know, give food, you're having a meal. And I was like, great, sorted. Yeah. Just like there was one scene where, like, one tape, I was just, me and Molly were just constantly.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but we did tell them then, and then they got it. It yeah, was fine. And then you and said I, it,
4: we're like, oh, oh, yeah.
1: It's yeah. quite
3: important. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It, yes, sorry. I, Hi, yeah, I was, I was just wondering about the role of. Hair and makeup, because some of the people I admire lately, like David McKenzie, apparently insists on them not being there at all. And uh, I'm tempted, in, in, you know, I've had problems with just that, but I also know that actors find that might be the person they first meet in the morning and mm-hmm. sets the tone of their day and also could, could bring you valuable intel on the actor. <laughs> But I, I just wonder whether you, you know, w- whether you sometimes want to kind of you know, keep them at arm's length or you know, how useful you find them or how you deal with them.
1: I, I, I talk to them in pre-production um, particularly about emotional scenes and not doing checks on actors um, because I, it breaks the rhythm of what we're doing. But I have that conversation up front in pre-production with the heads of department Uh, You know, with great respect to the job that they do, but there are times when actors need to not be touched or to be left alone, or I'm pushing for something with them and I don't want the distraction, which sometimes the actor might be wanting because they want to break the rhythm of what's going on. So it's, you know, you have to kind of read that as best you can. I've found that on the whole, if you you ask them to give you a bit of space or can you do checks off set so they're ready and when they come in, we're going to do a run and go for it. I don't want them to be stopped in in between it. They're usually pretty good about it. But you also have to be respectful, I think, to what the actor requires or needs, depending on what... They're they're conscious of the fact, as Mira said, that's going to be recorded permanently. You have to be open about the fact that that's that's how it is. Um, I find most of them have been pretty good. I'm quite... I'm a bit fierce about it. I don't like... I I do lose it if I'm in the middle of doing something and suddenly someone comes in and does that. I just, you know... But I say that up front. I can't, you know... I I understand that they're doing their job. It's just that that job is getting in the way of what what we're all ultimately trying to do. So I think you just have to find your way. And I, I... hair and makeup and costume people I generally I found absolutely brilliant and understanding and again they've got into it because they love it and they they're able to go okay in this situation we've just left this alone Did
3: you say that yeah it's a, it's a collaborative process a, that, yep. that's different every time
1: yes sorry you've been trying to, the lady just yes, yes.
4: <laughs> How flexible are you with the script on the day and how do the actors feel about that if there are script changes, if
1: dialogue? Well, Abby would come to me and say, no, no, you do what you want and then she'd go to the script supervisor and say, not a single word to change. <laughs> um, I, I am very respectful of the script. I try and get the script to the place we all want it to be before we start shooting. Um, I, I think the writer's time and effort and all the work that they've put into creating that is nine times out of ten going to be better than something we come up with like that? That's what I believe. And I often think lines or things that we're really struggling with actually turn out to be quite brilliant. You just have to find your way around them. Maybe you're not quite understanding what it is. So I try and have all those discussions. I do go through scenes I'm worried about with the actors before we're on set, and I do go back to the writer and say, this is, they're bumping up against this, and I ask actors to call me or contact me before the day, if they can, about anything they're really worried about, and then I can go back to the writer. Back to you know, uh, one of our actors was Dutch, and there was, a, there was a particular word or phrase that he really struggled with, and Abby really wanted him to say it. and He, he did it for me, and I went, No, you're completely right, it just doesn't work. And then, and, and so what I'll do in that circumstance is do, do a version that is correct to the script, and then do another version. And that means, you know, we can kind of choose in the edit. And, and often the, the writer will go, oh, I can get that. Or, or you'll get back into the edit and go, I see the purpose of that line, I need to keep it. But I, I, th- I think part of your job as the director is to lead from the front and saying, we are all, we've all signed on to this and we'll all be respectful. This is not, for me, it's not a free-for-all. This is not a negotiated thing. This is what we've agreed to do.
3: And certainly with good writing like yeah. Abby Morgan's, it's easy to learn yeah, yeah. No there's, there's, there's very, there's very few times where you go. But do, do people really speak like that? That's when yeah. you find it awkward. Yeah, when it doesn't come naturally. But a, but a great writer will give you the best safety net possible, and that's their script.
1: Yeah, we have to wrap now. I'm getting a big signal. Thank you very much. You've been lovely, and I'd really like to thank these lovely actors, Elizabeth. Stewart, thank you.
0: This podcast was recorded from an event as part of the Directors UK programme. Directors UK is the professional association of all screen directors. We now have over 6,000 members and our work involves campaigning, lobbying and supporting the craft of directing in the UK. To find out more, please visit www.directors.uk.com.